Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 322. And today we're going to be talking about learning from the past for our future projects. Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. Hmm. Let's start with, let's see. Well, before that, how about that? Uh, before we go into that, let's talk about <laughs> Server Press Makers. Hey, Server we have a sponsor. Dude, it's been two weeks, man. You know, it, stuff it's happened. Three. Three weeks, yeah. So make sure you go over to uh, Server Press's uh, website, serverpress.com. They make uh, local WordPress development easy. Um, they've been uh, sponsoring us for a uh, couple months now, and it's been it's been great. Their stuff is amazing. I've been using it. I've been using it for, geez, how long have we been using this stuff, Steve? It's been years. <laughs> Years and years and years of being able to do local web WordPress development, even if you're in an airplane, it's pretty sweet. So feel free to go take a look at that. All right, we got the bills paid. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about ourselves. <laughs> Ross Guile, how about you? Tell us a bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Ross Guile. You're over here from Digical, and I design uh, WordPress sites and all, all kinds of good stuff. And I got, I'm wearing my Rotary uh, shirt on because we're giving away $25,000 today in scholarships uh where we uh, support different things here in Whittier and it's a lot of fun uh here at the Double Tree in uh Whittier and so we're just going to uh give away all the stuff that we raise money for and it's, it's all the good causes. That's awesome, man. Yep. Very very cool. Thank you for being on as well, my my fellow uh Whittierite. I I appreciate uh you hopping right here on in this and... office right here. It's all right <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> Leo, how about you? Tell us a bit about yourself. Man, uh, I don't know if I want to admit this publicly, but I'm from Whittier. I, I grew up there, and it was a, it's a weird place. We have, <laughs> we have the best part about Whittier is we have the largest cemetery in the U.S., and there is most definitely nuclear waste being stored on the landfill next to it. And there was a major police pursuit in Whittier this week where they were literally going like three miles an hour in Whittier. It made national news. It was fantastic. Oh, a slow, a slow speed chase. Yeah. <laughs> we also had a guy crash an RV that while he was drunk, he crashed an RV into uh, a business. And he was going, it was the slowest crash ever. <laughs> it just like, inside <laughs> of a business. It was a nice yeah, RV. Yeah, get old with your. Um, I'm, a, I'm a full stack engineer, longtime designer. Uh, I work for a company called LexWP. We make awesome websites and plugins and all kinds of stuff in the WordPress space. Um, and uh, I'm one of the co-hosts down in Long Beach, uh, also running a meetup in Southern California. And we're planning a WordCamp Long Beach, which is probably gonna happen in October, we're looking at this year. We, we, we almost have a date locked, so it's gonna be super exciting. Um, but yeah, that's me. Awesome, man. Good to have you on as always. Steve Zengit, tell us about yourself. I am Steve Zengit, I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive. I run the OC WordPress Meetup and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something that Huntington Beach, where I live, has in common with Whittier. It takes like an hour to get to the freeway from anywhere, right? Well, <laughs> it's true. I, I don't understand that about both locations. What is it about Whittier where every time you get off the freeway, it's another half an hour anywhere you want? <laughs> yes. Yep, it takes me longer to get to the freeway from from my house in Whittier than to go from the freeway to Disneyland. <laughs> I don't understand that. I, it, Huntington, Huntington Beach has the same issue because the freeway cuts across diagonally. So it's South 20 Beach. minutes to the freeway, no matter how I add it up. Yeah, and it, always, it tells you when you get off the freeway there in Huntington Beach, it's like, go south to the beach. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yes, agreed. Manny, how's it going, man? Well, what's up, man? Hey. Sorry, I'm a bit late. We're, we're, we're doing intros. Tell us about yourself. 
Well, I do web development and I some digital marketing. Been doing this for a long time since 2010, mostly WordPress related. Uh, co-organized a um, few WordCamps and uh, co-organizing WordCamp Las Vegas 2019. I'm basically in Las Vegas here. Nice. When is, when is uh, WordCamp Vegas? We don't have an exact date. We are almost um, uh, finishing closing the, the location, but it's probably going to be September or October this year. Oh, damn it. You know, you guys used to have, WordCamp Vegas used to be in December, which was the yeah. perfect time of year. Like it was the first week of December. And I know that that's now when WordCamp US is, but that was mm-hmm. that was a great date to go to Vegas. It was, it yeah. was it, we could count on it every single year. Yeah, that, that was the problem. Um, a few years back, um, we had in December, but then it was like conflicting with WordCamp US. And by the way, I'm showing off my... Hey, oh, look at nice. that. Hey, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Steve just like being able to write off the, uh, the, the, the company Christmas party in Vegas. That, it's, it's what we did every single year. We would combine WordCamp and the company Christmas party. We would just extend WordCamp into like Monday, Tuesday. It was That's fantastic. Awesome. Not into like New Year's. I feel like Steve with you and the Flash Fund. <sighs> oh, Vegas. All right. All right let me Jason. intro myself. <laughs> yeah. Jason, who are you? You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. And um, I do this show as well as WP Blab. You can go take a look at that. We, we talked about uh, how to market yourself as a WordPress developer. And it was, it was really interesting uh, to kind of go through that. Um, Rochelle Wise, um, Bridget, and I uh, kind of sat down and just kind of uh, did a little case study type of thing and just kind of talked about what you can do to kind of make those things happen. And it was, it was really interesting. A, a lot of stuff with WordCamps as well as... Uh, going to meetups and stuff we're talked about so feel free to go take a look at that that's at dayp.com slash wplab so let's talk a little bit about this stuff um we 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 have talked in the past about <laughs> we talked in the past about the past um about how you uh you know how how we all kind of started in wordpress uh, you know we have 30 minutes and we've only we've already kind of killed off uh, 10 of them but um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this and kind of see how can you take the the skill set that you have currently and that what you've done in the past and then how do you apply it in the future? Um, all of my Flash and ActionScript skills come in handy today. <laughs> you use all your ActionScript still, huh? Absolutely. You ported them over to like uh, jQuery or something or what? <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I, I say it jokingly because, I, you know, I was I was a shockwave guy and I was the Flash guy for many, many years. But Flash is Flash and ActionScript was built on ECMAScript, which is all the it's really all the parent of JavaScript. So I actually do have some transferable skills right now. Wow. I'm not a great at it anymore, but they, they it does transfer over to today's um, to today's technology, right? So if you were a Flash programmer, there's still help for you. I, I think if you are a Flash programmer, I think I've seen you at the support group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote a whole e-commerce in action script back in 2002. Oh, when it was Micromedia a... before Adobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> oh boy, it was a lot of work. I thought I recognized you. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit skinnier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jason, as I look back at WP Water Cooler, uh, I mean, I've been watching the show probably for a good four or five years. I've seen. I'm so sorry. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the worst ones were the ones where we had some guy yelling. He's saying, use Flash. His name was Steve Zegget. No, uh, the, <laughs> the, 
there's a lot that you've covered over the years, things like advanced custom fields, things like custom post types. Uh, I mean, I remember a long, long time ago, the first time I discovered AMP was actually watching a WP Water Cooler episode. It was like, oh. why is someone talking about this? Uh, and long, long story short, I ended up working on the plugin, uh, working for XWP. Like, this is a whole chaotic universe, as we know. Um, at the same time, like, this is an archive. We literally carry all this knowledge. And there's a lot of stuff out there. Most people are just reading or watching the new stuff, not necessarily the old stuff. And there's a lot to be said around where we've come from because we're building on the on the past. Yeah, yeah. I remember going over to Ross's office for the first time and he has he has like a shrine to himself a little bit in his office. So it's like, here's all the things that I've done in the past that kind of got me to where I am now. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I was like the first like web developer in Whittier. To, like, check this out. And I like ran a whole newspaper article about him and stuff. And it was so cool to kind of see like how somebody, you know, especially somebody who is my, essentially my only competition in, in Whittier doing uh, web <laughs> development, you know, it's like, oh man, this guy, this guy actually has an office and stuff. And I'm literally doing in the bedroom that I'm in right now, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, having, having somebody like that, who's um, been doing this stuff for, you know, uh, I think, I think uh, probably, probably both Ross and Steve have just been uh, doing this stuff since, uh, since uh, dirt was brand new. And uh, well, no, no, just before that, it was a fire. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it was a great flood, and then after that, uh, that's right. Steve rolled up and was like, "All right, let's go build some action script. I'll make sure all of your uh, all of your uh, restaurant menus are are non accessible. It's gonna be awesome." You know, it's funny. I we I just moved. We we just moved into a new house, and and I had an attic full of old picture frames. Right, my dad's my dad owns a picture frame shop, so that's happens to be just what I hoard is picture frames. Yeah. And what he did is every time there was uh, some sort of publication, like we early on in Zeke days, we did a lot of PR and we'd have, you know, we'd be in web magazine or, or a newspaper. And so he framed all this stuff. And so I have all this stuff. I have stacks of it. They're just in picture frames. And so I can't do anything with it. So I think I have to take out, I have to disassemble the picture frames and scan it all so that I can actually use it somewhere. Um, but yeah, same stuff. Like I, it, it, it made me think of it because you were just saying that that Ross had some um, some articles written about him. You know, yeah. On the, early on in the web days, it was really easy to get published anywhere because it was so new. Like everybody was so excited about it, right? And so it was it was fun. Ross, Ross, hold that up real quick. Yeah. What year is that from? Nineteen ninety seven. Oh yeah, I should go grab mine. Look, look at him! Look at him! Oh That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Oh look at that. I'm on, the front, I'm on the front. I'm on the top page of Whittier Daily News. It was the front page article, and uh, let me see it's if awesome. I have a copy of it. But it happens to be the same day this article came out, Friday, March twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven, bringing the first website into Whittier. And it happens to be the uh, the same day the article came out. If you remember, down in San Diego, there was a lot of those web designers. They all committed suicide to ride Hellbop. What was the name of that group? That article, let me see if I can find it. Um, <laughs> that article came out the same day. You see my article on the top. You see the Heaven's Gate, all those web designers, <laughs> body bags in the back of a truck. Oh, I could not happen at a worse time to get my 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> um, and they had these other, I was, it was crazy. It was a crazy day of uh, news, but um but, and, and, and I just proved how much I, I just have a head full of useless shit. Because <laughs> I came up with Heaven's Gate like that. 
<laughs> oh my oh, gosh, it's crazy. Um, but you guys, um, you guys talk about Flash and uh, boy, you know that, that's all. That's all was the new stuff when I when I started. Um, I started before it was front page. Uh, you might oh, yeah. front page. So this was all just regular HTML. And one thing that was really cool at the time when when this came out was SHTML. You guys remember that? Oh yeah, so, server side includes. So that was that was a good that stuff. That was server side. Those was called server side includes, and I thought that was the greatest thing since sliced bread because you could take a web page and be able to do little modules and to be able uh -huh. to modules and have to create these pages all from scratch, all in 100% HTML. You can say, okay, create the template and do these little uh, site server side includes. And guess what we have today? We have Beaver Builder or whatever other page <laughs> manager you have. You create this thing where you can just do it's, it's a fancier way of, of these SHTML. So, yeah, yeah that's so that, cool. Yeah. The X literally and XWP and our parent company, the X company and, and X5, they used to literally be called XHTMLIs because they originally started their business on converting sites to XHTML because that used to be the approach of, of sort of mm -hmm. modern web content. And then as we move toward, you know, PHP and JavaScript, like we now have a different way of being able to build and bundle information. And right. again, like these concepts have been around for 20, 30 years. We're just now yeah. having them in a better, you know, fashion. As Steve says, he's got translatable skills to the modern day of ExmaScript, which sounds like a skin disease. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, you know, it, this is a cyclical business. What's old is always new again. Yep. That's right. Can I show you? You guys don't believe me. So there's the article right there. Oh, we Weekly believe Daily it. News. Right there below it is oh the. Oh my gosh. Right there. Those are the web designers in the back of a of a truck. It's so bad. Oh, <laughs> the, the timing of that was incredible. Wow. That's oh awesome. Gosh. So, but I, it, you know. I, I, I remember when that happened, I was working as an asset, uh, asset manager for a company that was building, um, that was building director, um, director apps for CD-ROMs yes. and stuff. Yes. And we were building, we were building the, uh, the CD-ROM for the Lexus and uh, le they were going to have a guy walk out in front of a Lexus while the Lexus was spinning in the background and the guy come out and start talking to you and everything. And uh, I'm building all the assets for all this stuff. And then I look over and like, yeah, you know, there's this article about this, this horrific thing that happened. And I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Have you, were you ever featured in any of those sites like, uh, like WebMonkey or any of those like way back in the day? Yeah, we were more of the um, shockwave side of the day. So there was a, um, that's where, that's where we really, that, that, that was where we played. So when Macromedia launched um, shockwave.com, they picked a daily site and they'd feature a, a shockwave site of the day. They'd have a shockwave site of the week and eventually it was shockwave site of the month. And I think we had, I think we were up to a dozen at one point sites of the day and a couple sites of the week. Um, and so th those were our big claim to fame. We won a, um, a South by Southwest award uh, huh. for, uh, for the game we built for the Sopranos, uh, which I'm going to go ahead and mention on air, which, which was called Big Pussy's Poker Heaven. And so um, <laughs> I, I went to South by Southwest year, that year. I got invited to go because we were, we were a candidate, right? My plane was late. I get to this award ceremony literally the moment my name is called. I didn't even hear the nominees, right? I walk oh in gosh. and they said, the winner is Zeke Interactive. And I just like walked in and walked on the stage with nothing prepared. I was like, wow. I, didn't, I didn't even expect to win. Wow. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it was like a, like a Webby type of awards. It was, it was fun. Nice. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing that I notice right now, uh, and Steve, you and I are probably right on the same, you know, wavelength, I, though I think you probably have 10 years of experience on top of sort of my budding world of things, where we see so many people emphasize tools as like the thing to know, whereas like we've talked about this a lot, like it's all about the process, it's all about why, it's all about who, it's all about when, it's all about all this other stuff, it's about building relationships, it's about solving the problems that really matter, and I, I think... Like that's to me really why we do this. We, we ultimately want, you know, obviously make a little bit of money, but really to connect people that are storytellers to, you know, make better interactive games. Um, I mean, I, I miss the flash era because sometimes those things were really fun to play. They were really easy to build. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I, I was building a, a Gutenberg block yesterday. It took me like three hours to wrap my head around the existing code for this other block to be able to interface with it. It was ridiculous. I mean, I remember in Flash being able to spin something up and being able to have a functional game in like an hour and a half. Like it's way easier than, than most people like bother to care. Like we need simpler tools if, to be able to tell the stories we want to do. So modern mm -hmm. isn't always better. I think sometimes old can actually lend us, uh, I think, a lot of insights. T tools don't make you a developer, just like they don't make you a designer, just like they don't make you a, 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 anything, right? It's just a tool, right? So the, you're right, the concepts don't change, right? It, it, it's still, I mean, I went to film school. It's still about storytelling, right? Film school is all about storytelling. No matter what role you're in, it's all about, it's all about storytelling. And that's really, that's really what we're doing here, right? And yeah. so you're right, it, it, the, the, the processes haven't changed over the years. The tools may have, and they may, it may get, it may have gotten easier to develop things, but the, the, the process still remains the same. I mean, I would say it's both easier and harder every single year. Like that's, yes. that's the constant thing that I find that is a struggle <laughs> where um, as I learn something new, I'm like, how is this a thing? Like I, I, I now finally have wrapped my head around Webpack, but it's taken me six months. Uh, it took me three months to understand promises in JavaScript. Like these things are, are confusing concepts. They, they literally make sense, but how you implement them and what they're actually doing is a long history behind them. And I mean, I look forward to tomorrow's problems, but at the same time, I celebrate yesterday's victories. And that, I think that's our tweet for the week, uh, Jason, is I look forward <laughs> to tomorrow's problems. Do you like work from home for yourselves? Do you all work for yourself? I, well, I, I mean, I, I own the company, but yes, I work from home. Is that, yeah, I, because one thing that I, 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 I found out is that um, because I work from home most of the time, but I think it's super important to go to those meetups, conference, world camps, because it, it helps overcome those roadblocks that we may find. Like no, uh, Leo just said, uh, whenever now he's tired to learn about promises and then, you know, someone at the conference can tell you the, uh, uh, the right way or the right path to go. You know, I, I remember a few years back, um, Pippin came here to town, to Las Vegas. And it wasn't a World Camp conference. It was something else. I think it was Prestige, Prestige conference. Yeah. Yep. And he was here. And then while he was, was here, we were able to ask him a few questions about plugs and stuff. And he could point us to the right directions to do, to do stuff, you know. And sometimes even you know, with all the resources that we see online, you know, YouTube and everything out there, uh, sometimes it's something specific that you don't know where to find the right solution. No? And I think it's super important for us to stand on the shoulders of giants, you know, and then meet those people uh, in person and be able to connect with them, you know. So, yeah, I think like WordCamps, meetups, and not only WordPress meetups, but uh, I don't know you over there, but here we have great meetups in React and all this stuff, you know, cybersecurity. I yeah. think we are very 
uh, lucky to have access to those other meetups too. Uh, one of the things that I do is uh, one of my giants is the guy right there, Steve. Uh, I go to his, uh, this is a plug for his OC meetups. Um, mm -hmm. I go there and I don't expect to learn anything, but if I can get one golden nugget out of his meetups, I, it's, it's worth it. And those golden nuggets are, uh, I use those all the time. And the comment about Leo, you know, using new tools and all that kind of stuff, I find it hard to learn new tools myself because all of us have been doing this a while. We have our own workflow throw a new tool into the into the mix and like how does this match the current workflow that that you're normally used to and that's when for some like a, somebody might uh, start in this business and learn this new tool really quickly but for some people it's like wait a minute how does this work in my current flow that i've been working on for all these years right i i ruin ross's workflow every single month when we do our meetup over at his office and I'm like, hey, have you seen this beaver builder thing? And he's like, oh, man, we've been doing this other way for a long <laughs> crap. Do I have to do it this way? And he's like, he's like buying into it this, before I even like finish the sales pitch. And I'm not even trying to sell it to him. He's just like, oh, man, I'm going to go download this and start setting some stuff up. Yeah. He's I like, mean, why, why didn't you show me this earlier? What the heck's going on here? I know. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's a lot to be said. I mean, one thing I, that, and I'm not going to pick on any of the premium plugins, but I'll just pick on them as, a, as an industry. Like one of the things that we've also learned is that like as time marches forward and platforms get closed off and SaaS products rise and people have to pay for software and then some plugin developers stop offering updates or maybe they kill off a feature because Gutenberg or not Gutenberg. We're going to see a lot of this happen again. It's, it's happened a couple of times in the past, but we need to be really careful about how open source works, how open documentation works. Um, I mean, we're in a weird, weird time where all of this space is gonna go wild. Um, and it's really exciting. Like I, I, I was viewing the source code just a couple of days ago from a project uh, that was announced at Google I.O. That, that literally the Flaming Lips were playing a bowl of fruit on stage. You can, you can replicate parts of what they were doing. I know it's pretty weird, but the reality is like, we don't have to do everything from scratch. We don't need to close off everything. Not everything's about modernization. A lot of this is about collective knowledge and keeping the space alive, being able to move forward. And ideally, allowing this to be the past for the future. Yeah, I mean, Steve's told me um, in the past. He's like, you know, don't don't worry about or what was it? It was like, don't get so used to WordPress because at some point WordPress is going to get replaced by something else. And you know, it's like uh, that whole action script thing with Flash and doing Director and doing all of these technologies that just kind of disappeared. Yeah, I have a, I had a small experience on that. Um, uh, we used to uh, do a lot of websites, WooCommerce websites, uh, running on Canvas. And yeah. then one day, you know, automatic bought WooCommerce, uh, and then they say, oh, we're going to discontinue Canvas. So we had like a bunch of websites, maybe like, I don't know, two dozen websites on Canvas that we had to move over to, uh, to something else, you know? Yeah. So we need to be prepared. Look, to I, the here's the deal. I, and I'm, I'm just speaking from experience, right? I mean, we were, I was all in on Director and Shockwave. Like, I, we were all, that's all we were doing. <laughs> Right, we yep. were literally when I when we were in Santa Monica, we were the director guys. We were the go-to agency in LA that all Hollywood knew for director. And overnight, that business was gone. <laughs> like it was just it was just gone. Um, and so, um, you know, the reason I say that director that WordPress is not forever, right? Is is it's definitely you know it's it's an it's an entrenched it's got a, a, a lot of ubiquity right it, it it you know it's it's definitely here to stay for the foreseeable future but 
don't ever put all your eggs in this single technology basket, right? Because you never know, right? And, um, you know, WordPress, you know, isn't perfect, right? We talk about it all the time on the water cooler, the, the team makes mistakes, right? I mean, and, and they, yeah. you know, they throw some things at the wall and sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. And it's just the natural evolution of software. But I think what I've seen over, you know, the last, I don't know, three years, maybe two or three years is we got to a point where, you know, people were trying to use WordPress for everything, literally mm -hmm. for everything. And it's not the tool that's made for everything, right? It's got a lot of really good strengths and we still rely on it for building good, strong content management systems and, and good, uh, good, good, uh, publishing websites. We rely on it for, you know, e-commerce and WooCommerce and all the, all the things that that does really well. Right. But we don't use it anymore for all the SaaS products that we're building because it's not the right tool for it. Right. There are slimmer tools that, that don't have the same overhead. And it, that's not a, it's not a good or bad statement. It's just, it's just, it's not going to be the right fit for everything. And I mean, so I, I, I would say, shift. I would say we would totally see the chaos of publishing we have to be open and recognize it. There, there are things like ghost and craft, which I think are really interesting challenges to publishing workflows. Yeah, I mean, do, do you guys think this problem is because of the, the backwards compati code compatibility that they do? Because WordPress, we can't just, you know, a lot of all the other tools that we see out there, they just dump everything and then scrap, start over from scratch. So at the same time, I think it's the, the, the reason why WordPress is so popular is because of the backwards compatibility. But at the same time, we can't grow as fast to the new stuff because of that. You know what I'm saying? It's like a dilemma. Should we do this or should we do that? No. I mean, Drupal is right now planning their next major upgrade. Is it Drupal 9, I believe? And they're, for the first time in a very, very long time, going to have an upgrade path. They're literally building out the entire ecosystem in the current code base. So they're you know, heavily leveraging Symphony. Uh, they're trying to make this, you know, not be so chaotic. Because part of what, you know, Dries had said a few months ago is that uh, Drupal should no longer be on the island. You literally need to start blending those ideas with other places. Uh, I was going to mention, Steve's a big advocate for things like Shopify. Uh, I really like big commerce. Even in the e-commerce space, like WooCommerce is probably not the right answer for certain kinds of sites. Like you need to understand that everything else needs to push us further to really be able to open ourselves up. And legacy code is probably the smallest part of the discussion. I think it comes down to ideas that really open you up. And looking the past, the past to find inspiration, looking outside the ecosystem to find inspiration, that's really going to give you the things that make you happy. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you know, Shopify is not the end-all be-all for e-commerce, right? Shopify is great for just starting up a store. If you, need to, if you need a turnkey solution for a store, it's excellent, right? But if you need to scale, Shopify doesn't work that, that well. Right. It, it, it's very difficult to, to scale. Um, and you also don't own your code. Right. It's it, it's it's thing. like a you know, it's like a like a, a Wix or a Squarespace. Right. Where, where you're using a SaaS product. Right. So, yeah. again, not every tool is perfect for every situation. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I see that uh, that WordPress is kind of going through its um, its Microsoft Windows evolution of uh, we have to ditch 16-bit, we have to ditch this, we have to ditch that, and kind of get to a point now where it's like, let's make sure that we're running this stuff in more modern things, and we need to get rid of some of that old stuff. Mm -hmm. It was the same thing on the Mac, where you had like Rosetta, where... The, the thing would boot up a, a whole other operating system inside the operating system to kind of make the old stuff work. At some point, you got to be able to just kind of, you know, kind of cut, 
cut your losses there and be like, all right, well, um, we got to be in this modern way of, you know, the kind of approach this thing. One thing, one thing that I've been reading a lot and studying a lot now currently about WordPress is this headless uh, way of doing things. Yes. It's amazing. You know, you could do, you can do everything else differently. You know, Uh, I think it should be big. So, you know, I'd love to, I've actually, I'm going to go check a, WordPress.tv to see if there is any good talks there about this. Well, we might have to go back and, and, and talk about more headless stuff. We haven't done that in a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. I just always recommend caution as you dive into the new things. Like understand that headless comes with a lot of crazy territory. And oh, yeah. as we dive into new things, you have to be careful. Like we can learn from the past. We really can. <laughs> Sure can. Well, I want to say uh, thank you all for coming on the show and hanging out with us. It's It's been great. Steve, I want to say thank you very much for the last couple of weeks here of um, of being Jason Tucker. Uh, <laughs> it's, I'm so it's, sorry. I gotta tell you, it's tough being Jason Tucker. It's really hard. <laughs> it's hard. It, it is hard. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff you got to do to kind of make things happen. So I, I really appreciate you going no through uh, the trials and tribulations of making that work. And, and thank you for that. And um, thank you all for being on the show and hanging out with us and um, all the folks that are watching us uh, live streaming and stuff. We're, we're streaming all over the place. If you're if you're watching this stuff on Periscope on Twitter, um, hit the hit the uh, retweet button. We'd love to see that happen. If you're on Facebook and you're watching this, hit the share button. We would love to have that happen. And, and, no and if you're on Vine, if you're on Vine, then 2012 called and they want their social network back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One thing we're going to be doing pretty soon here, Steve, just so you know, is the C-suite's going to start seeing this thing pretty soon here because we're going to be streaming live over on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is going to be a very interesting... I'm, I'm sorry, where? Do the stream. LinkedIn.com. No more swear words. Is that a startup? Is that a, it is. It's a startup. It. It's where my resume lives currently, but <laughs> all my videos on there too, so... Um, feel free to go take a look at that, uh, all those places that we're at. If you're, if you're just watching this for the first time, you want to subscribe, go to wpwatercore.com slash subscribe, and you can learn how to subscribe to this stuff as well as be able to be on the show. And we would love to have you on the show if you'd like to. So talk to y'all later. You have a good one. Bye. See you on the interwebs. Bye. Bye.